Hello, and a very good day to you. My name is Jim Harris, and this is Heritage Bible Radio. Heritage Bible Radio is an extension of Heritage Bible Church in Boise, where it's my joy to serve as the teaching pastor. Every day, we devote our radio time to studying a portion of the Word of God so you can know Him better through Jesus Christ and serve Him better through your local church. This week on Heritage Bible Radio, we are continuing our verse-by-verse expository preaching through the book of Mark, where we find ourselves in chapter 1, verses 29 through 39. Right out of the gate, in chapter 1, Mark hits us with a barrage of events that establish the divine authority of Jesus. Last week, we looked at his amazingly authoritative teaching and his authority over demons who were both terrified of him and obeyed his commands. This week, we jump right into another demonstration of his divine authority as Jesus encounters the very ill mother of Peter in his home. As word of Jesus spread in Galilee, the people of the region flocked to him, and at a word he cast out more demons and healed their illnesses instantly. When you think of all the people who could do this throughout history, up to and including our present day, you get the grand total of one, the Son of God, in his first earthly visit as the King of the Kingdom. Here is today's portion of the sermon entitled, The King at Work. What did Jesus come to do? Preach. Miracles validated his message, but his purpose was to preach. He was not about drawing the biggest crowd he could. Uh, there are, it would have been a modern thing to say, hey, you know, we, we got a good thing going here. Let's stay a few more nights. The offerings are really good. You know, let's, let's get all we can out of this. He didn't say that. He wanted to spread the message as far and wide as the Father had directed him to. And the point had been made already in Peter's neighborhood. So Jesus was seeking out all the synagogues in as many settings as possible to demonstrate that he is indeed the Son of God. Remember last time how I explained to you how many people it takes to form a synagogue? Ten Jewish men. So there were multiple synagogues. It wasn't just one in a town. And consider the, the Sabbath travel restrictions and all of that. There were lots of synagogues to go to. It's been said that God has only one son, and he's a preacher. Jesus wanted to preach the gospel of the kingdom in as many places as he could get to. Verse 39, it says, And he went into their synagogues throughout all Galilee, preaching and casting out demons. Now, Matthew specifies that his preaching was, just what we've seen, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. That's what he always did. Always preaching the kingdom of God. Always preaching that the way of salvation is not a a works righteousness system like the Pharisees were preaching. It was always preaching that, that the way of salvation is the gift of God. And it was a radical message. And it was an authoritative message. And it was an arresting message. And people were captivated by it. Now, what might you take from this? I mean, there's a download of data 
about a bunch of stuff that Jesus did. But there's more that I think we need to apply than just adding to our databases. Earlier in this chapter, a couple of sermons ago, I, I titled a sermon, How to Start a Ministry Like Jesus Did. Well, in that motif, I would like to suggest that we need to learn to do ministry the way Jesus did. We can serve better by observing the example of Jesus. What was he doing? Well, he was going about in all of Galilee. Jesus set the example of ministry involving being where people are. You know, do you know that you are never an influence on people you don't encounter? You have to be encounter, you have to have encounters with people to have an influence on them. Now, different people with different personalities and different gifts and different callings and, and different ways of doing things, that's all in the plan of God. I don't expect you to draw crowds like Jesus did. I don't expect you to preach like I do. All of our gifts are different. You probably aren't a best-selling author. You might not hold a political office. You probably aren't the president of a multinational company. But when we leave here, like he was going about in all of Galilee, you're going to go about in all of Boise and its surrounding areas. So think of your interactions with people as opportunities for the truth of the gospel to flow. Think about your ongoing relationships as channels carved out by God through which the testimony of your changed life, through which the testimony of the, the truth of the gospel is meant to flow to thirsty souls who, who need living water. That's why you're here. And I want you to notice the activities of Jesus that summarized His ministry, you really can imitate them. For one thing, He was teaching in their synagogues. Teaching means He, he carried on an instructional dialogue with them. He showed them the truth and He answered their questions from the Scriptures. And we're going to see Him doing a lot of that as He, as he continues to, to minister. So you, sometimes you have an opportunity to teach. Sometimes someone presents a problem or asks you a question that gives you a chance to explain truth to them. That's like teaching in their synagogues. Maybe you get an invitation to teach in a synagogue. Boy, if I was ever invited to preach in a synagogue, I would leap at that opportunity. Unless I saw police around when I got there. He was, notice, proclaiming the gospel of the kingdom. Didn't matter whether it was in a formal teaching context or not. Jesus was always proclaiming the gospel. What was his message? We're told over and over again. His message was, repent, for the kingdom of heaven is at hand. Because he was the king, he's here, you're invited to join the kingdom of heaven. And whether people were keenly interested or not, Jesus always made sure they heard the message of the gospel. Now, incidental to that, Jesus healed and he cast out demons. But he came for the purpose of preaching the gospel. So, you have a ministry. Because what is ministry? 
Ministry is the influence of your life on other people. You have either a good and godly ministry or you have one that isn't. But you have influence. God has you living in the neighborhood where you live by His sovereign will. God has you working at the job that you have by His sovereign will. God gave you those children by His sovereign will. He gave you that mother-in-law by His sovereign will. And He'd heal her if He wants her around longer, all right? See, every aspect of your life is ordered by the plan of God and He wants to get the gospel to people who need to be saved. So learn to be involved with people. People need the Lord. And if you know the Lord, then you're the one that God has sent to the people who intersect with your life. You need to be willing to teach. You don't have to stand up and, and wear a name tag and be a teacher and have a microphone, but teach the contents of the Bible and the, the, show the example of how to live a godly life. Like Deuteronomy chapter 6 says, uh, teach it to your children when you lie down and when you rise up. Not just Sunday school, not just church, not just, not just devotion time, but by the way you live your life. You're communicating the gospel. Now, Jesus healed all sorts of problems. He did it miraculously. He did it spectacularly. Now, wouldn't it be nice if we had that ability? I would not mind at all if I never had to ever do another funeral for a Christian. Boy, wouldn't that be great. Now, I'm assuming you're not too good at performing miraculous healing at will. Right? That's a very rare thing. And by the way, it's not a normal thing. There's only a few little slices of time in the Bible that such miracles ever happen. Now, you can't do that. Neither, neither can I. But there are many things that you can do very well that go hand in glove with ministering. I said that the miracles validated the message of the Son of God. You ever read John 13? By this all men will know that you are my disciples by how you love one another. People ought to be able to ha watch how we love each other. And then Galatians chapter 1, do good to all men, especially those of the household of faith. So when God gives you an opportunity to see a need, how you meet that need is your ministry. That's your influence. That's your testimony. You can maybe not heal, but you can listen. Oh, that'll open up a lot of hearts if you just listen to someone. You can give comfort. You can pray with someone. You can encourage. You can visit someone who is sidelined. You can run an errand. You can meet a need. You can do a favor. You can give money. You can... You can hold a kid in your arms. You can spend time with people who are the outcasts and the ones who need attention. Remember what Mark said this is all about? The beginning of the gospel of Jesus Christ, the Son of God. That was the beginning. It's still going on. And guess what? Tag, you're it. We're it. This generation, this room. Now, we have, we have four generations in this room, but that's how this works. It gets passed down. It's still going on, and it's going on through us, and the King is at work.
If you would like this message on Compact Disc, let me know and we'll send it to you. You'll receive the entire message, not just the portion on today's program. You can order by phone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704 or on the internet at hbc-boise.org. Heritage Bible Radio needs your prayers and your financial support. Once again, you can reach us online at hbc-boise.org or by telephone at 353-4036 or by writing to us at 7071 West Emerald, Boise, Idaho, 83704. And if you need a church home here in the Treasure Valley, I hope you'll visit us any Sunday at 7071 West Emerald. For Heritage Bible Radio, I'm Jim Harris. See you next time. Bye-bye.